welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dear Writer. Today we are on to episode 32. Hello to anyone new who's listening and welcome back to any of our previous listeners who have followed along with us. Today we are going to be talking all about theme as our topic, but before we get into that, we should probably start by giving you a little bit of an update about what we've been up to. How has your writing been going, Ashley? It's actually been going quite well. I feel like we are finally making progress in our book. Uh, Well, at least it feels like we're making progress in our book after, I don't know, months and months and months of struggling to like write one chapter a month. Finally, I think things are coming a little bit easier. Definitely. (laughs) I think since the last episode, I finished the chapter that I had started. I wrote the next one uh, and then I'm halfway through the following one. So it's been going well. It's like a switch finally flicked and I got the characters and kind of got the plot and it's made everything a lot easier to write, which has been worth refreshing instead of being bogged down. Yeah, makes it more enjoyable. When it does, for sure. Like that rather than struggling through. Mm-hmm. So I think we must be getting close to halfway now, I would think. I think so. What chapter are you writing at the moment? Like what number? 20. 20. Yes, that is halfway, I think. Although there's, yeah, there's a couple in between though <laughs> that I've skipped because... They rely on Sarah's chapter, so I've jumped ahead a bit, which I didn't think I was going to be able to do, but then I realized that they're separated. The two characters are in separate locations, and because it's ancient Greece, there's no way that he can really know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so I've kind of I've done that. Uh, and also, Handy. yeah, we also had someone beta read one of our teen fiction books for us, which was really helpful. He really enjoyed it, which is always good, <laughs> and found yes. more mistakes. Which is bad. <laughs> Well, good in the sense that he well, found them, but yeah. bad that they were still there. And some of them were pretty hilarious, so we'll talk about them later. What about you, Sarah? How's your writing been going this past month? While I haven't been quite as productive as you have, Ashley, I have been a lot more productive than what I was. So I had finished the one that I had started last time. So last time I think I was about 500 words into like a new chapter. And so I managed to finish that. Or was I 800? I can't remember. But what it would, you know, I was maybe a third of the way through the chapter, got all of that done and then started the next one, which I have nearly finished. I'm kind of in the point of rounding it up, although I think there's going to need to be a little bit added to it too I realized (laughs) last night I was like oh darn I kind of skipped that point or rather in the chapter plan the point isn't quite where it should be like I think it needs to be further up earlier right (laughs) (laughs) basically this other character comes to visit the protagonist before he sets out on this journey and warns him but because he's with these other characters, I'm like, how is he supposed to warn? <laughs> and I was like, I think I need, that needs to happen ahead of time. So I need to go back and somehow work that in. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of different characters in this chapter, which is making it a little bit hard to like piece together. Yeah. Because it's like these little separate meetings going on. But I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> how exciting. But yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully I should be able to finish that this weekend if I have time. Cool. It's a long weekend, so hopefully. <laughs> Sorry, my dog's like destroyed a pillow behind me. I was like, what is that? It looked like a weird, strange kind of hat. Well, it was my, it was my beach hat. And then I was like, oh no, hopefully he hasn't chewed my beach hat. But it was like stuck on his head oh. and he was underneath <laughs> the hat chewing on a pillow. That's great. <laughs> Anyway, so we should probably move on to our main discussion now, which, well, as Sarah said, is all about theme and like our setting chapter, uh, chapter, oh my gosh, like our setting episode, I thought we should (laughs) probably talk about what theme is, 
just so that everyone's on the same page together before we start talking about it more in depth. Sounds good. So to start with, Simply theme is the central topic of a story. So the underlying idea a writer explores through their story, and it could be something simple, love, friendship, grief, honesty, good versus evil, or more complex ideas like the importance of family, overcoming hardship, coming of age, and forbidden love, those types of things. Basically, you know, it's what is the story about? Yes, and that's not to be confused with plot, which I think some people can get interchange the two a little bit, where plot tells the reader exactly what's happening, uh, so it's the sequence of events, where theme can be thought of as the explanation of like why these events are happening. So it's the writer's message about life, and we usually convey the theme through the use of things like plot and character and setting, dialogue, etc., etc. So that hopefully is a nice brief intro to theme. And now we can jump into why theme actually matters in your novel and why should us as authors care about putting theme into our books. Okie (laughs) dokie. Big topic. I'm going to start out by saying that I have always loved theme. I think because it's just so holistic, it covers so many different aspects at once. I feel a lot of themes are very character driven and... Again, I know I said this in the last episode, how much I love character. You love character. (laughs) My perspective is that everything has an arc, whether it be a character, a scene, a chapter, or the whole book. And anything that has an arc has a theme. And so it is intertwined with everything. You could say that the summation of all the other elements of your story create the theme. And arguably, even if you don't intend to create one, it is hiding there in the shadows. As writers, we often explore themes without necessarily understanding how or why we are are doing so, especially in the first draft. But even though it may not be purposefully created, theme is extremely important as it validates not only your character's experiences, but the reader's experience as well. A book without a theme would be pretty pointless, in my opinion. (laughs) Yes, probably very obvious too. Yeah, the reader would be left confused as to why they had picked up the book in the first place. What was the point of it? What were they supposed to get out of it? (laughs) And to be honest, I kind of think it would be fairly impossible to create a book without a theme if you have like a consistent logical plot and (laughs) your characters are going through stuff. I think it would be really hard. Like to me, something without theme is like a report like this happened that happened that happened like it's very objective it doesn't really dive into any feelings at all it's just a report (laughs) although to be fair like when we write academic writing we do want to create a story through our research like we're always I'll often give feedback to students when they bring me writing and stuff like there's no story (laughs) and so does um, my supervisor as well he'll be like it's just lacking, you know, a, a cohesive story. So <laughs> maybe maybe it is impossible to write something without theme. Well, I would say from my perspective in my work, if you're writing nursing notes, for example, you're not supposed to put any judgment on anything that you write. It's literally this happened, that happened, this is what I did, this is the result of what happened out of that. And I think... It would be hard to find a theme in a, in a nursing notes if you're doing it right. <laughs> Unless you're like purposefully like linking, oh, you know, the patient went through this. I don't know, you could create one, I guess, but it's not really there in the writing. So I think that's probably the closest that I can come to, to something without a theme would be nursing notes in my experience. Oh, my lab book notes. Yeah. Stirred for 10 minutes at room temperature degraded yeah so that's kind of what I mean by objective writing like it's literally this happened that happened whereas if you're putting any type of subjective into it like any type of feeling into it or story into it it's probably going to have a theme which is why it's so important because it is always there but as authors we want to make it more visible anyway (laughs) and we'll get into why we want to make it more visible as well a little bit further on 
And what's your thoughts on why theme is important, Ashley? Well, I guess opposite to Sarah, who did not really like setting, and I quite liked setting. I also (laughs) really like character as well. But theme has always been the one I struggle with the most. Not so much the whole, like, identifying, you know, what theme is in a novel. That is fine. I can rattle off themes. It's okay. I understand what theme is. But there's some aspect about it that I find quite abstract, which my mind, I don't know, struggles to grapple with um, and I don't know if that's because my mind's fairly analytical from like a science perspective but things like plot and setting and character and structure are very logical to me but I don't know what it is about theme there's something that trips me up a little bit sometimes so I don't know if I'm the only one who feels that way but hopefully some other writers out there will feel the same way but saying that I will attempt to analyze <laughs> theme as much as I can in this section so I think the question about why theme is important in your novel is I would say fairly complex when you start to really dig into it. The very obvious surface answer is because you want your story to have meaning and you want your readers to care about the story you're telling. Uh, I think there's probably more to it. I think it has something to do with the readers. We read, or at least I read, I think to find maybe not find answers, but looking for answers to questions in life. You know, you want to read about some people's problems, see how they overcame them, et cetera, et cetera. So I think theme is important to be in a story so that your readers are able to get something and answer some question that they may or may not have known that they were looking for. Um, And like Sarah said, I think if you don't have a theme, it would probably be really obvious, probably more obvious than there being theme in there, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yes. Like the absence of theme would be very stark. Whereas when you have books that have theme, you're like, oh, it's a book. <laughs> like, I don't know if yeah. that's any way of explaining it. <laughs> I think there's important to note here, though, that some books do theme much better than others. You know, um, there's theme and then there's books that haven't really attempted to go any deeper so like it's literally just because of the plot and the character that has brought about some strange aspect of theme which may maybe not what the author wanted to say who knows it's it's there but you know like some some do it better than others I would agree (laughs) I would agree with that well in some books also by their nature will be more thematically orientated than other books yes yeah you don't read like pulp fiction for theme no (laughs) no generally there's themes in them but they're just not um that's not the focus of their novel I guess it depends what you're writing but there is always theme there so that brings us to our next point so when we're planning our novels do we purposefully choose themes to explore or do we let the themes kind of show themselves on their own so basically do we write a novel with a specific theme in mind or do we just let it develop organically what do you think Sarah I think mostly we've let it develop organically and I think that's fine to let it sort of do its thing on its own without interfering to start with, especially in your first draft, because you can come across these gems that you didn't even realize you were exploring in that first draft. And you didn't even realize it was an issue for you, but apparently you feel quite passionate about it. (laughs) You're like, oh, this has told me something about myself. Like I always find it interesting that we seem to be quite attracted to books that are quite politically inclined and have a lot of war in him. <laughs> yes, that's true. Don't know what that says about us. That's true. But, you know, not that that's really to do with our themes, but I'm just putting yeah. that out there. You know, sometimes you don't know what you're going to write until you've written it. So I think it's okay to leave it alone in the first draft. But I do think that developing it after in your edits really helps to give certain scenes more significance and can help enhance what you're trying to say and create significance to events in your book. So when we were planning our ancient Greek book, I think we did consider it a little bit in saying like all of this, that we usually let it develop organically. I would say that I think theme can help you understand your characters a little bit deeper 
or your characters can help understand your theme, like vice versa. They kind of go hand in hand. So when we were planning the Ancient Greece book, we purposefully built a flawed character and we asked ourselves the question of what does he need to learn by the end of this, which helped us to understand how he might fit into the historical plot because we had to work out what events were going to best shape his character growth. And out of that, no doubt a theme has emerged. <laughs> it sounds like a butterfly, like coming out of its chrysalis and the theme has emerged. <laughs> cocoon. It's emerged from its cocoon. Yeah, so for the ancient Greek book, I'd say that the theme is somewhere along the lines of material worth is of less value than human life is one of the themes that you could interpret. And I mean, that may change because we're only halfway yeah. through the book, but based on the character's attributes, that's kind of where I see it going. So it can help in that way, even if you haven't 100% pinpointed what it is, just to give you an idea of where you're headed and give you an idea of what sort of character growth and what sort of journey your character is going to be on, which is why I think it's quite important to consider just because it's so intertwined with character. <laughs> yes. So what do you think about letting the theme develop organically? I also think that's how we tend to let things play out in our books. I think we have an idea for a story. Like we don't come up with the theme and then build a story around the theme. No. We like have an idea for a story and then identify the themes that could be in it, if that makes any sense. And sometimes this is retrospectively too. Like we look back on what we've written and we're like, oh, it's this theme. <laughs> yeah. and so, some, some themes are super obvious. I guess if you boil our teen fiction series down to its simplest, simplest theme, the whole series is, I guess, technically about good versus evil on a very basic level. Yeah. But I would argue that they're definitely, our books are definitely a lot more than that. And I think each one of the books in our teen fiction series probably has a different message. Definitely. Within each book that's sort of different to the underlying good versus evil saga that's going on. <laughs> saga is <laughs> a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then we'll, um, often after we've written, like Sarah said, we've written our first draft and we'll read through, sometimes we find themes that we weren't expecting to find and or we'll notice themes that we didn't know were actually even there in the first place and then we'll often go back and maybe polish them up a bit might bring them out a bit more if we need to sometimes they're like half developed themes that we've decided ah yes I like this and we'll have to add stuff in later just to kind mm. of progress it a little bit more so yeah I think I think overall we let them develop on their own mostly although we do like you said for our ancient Greece book we did pick certain like made character arcs which obviously will reflect a theme in some way yeah but they did seem to be I guess like natural character arcs if that makes any sense like we didn't decide on a character arc and then make a character around it we kind of made a character and then thought about what kind of change he could go through mm -hmm. it makes yeah. any sense I wonder if other authors have the same process or not it'll be interesting to hear about it if any of you want to comment at some point it'd be interesting to know how you work with theme I think that's the first time we really did that where we looked at a character and we were we kind of gave him specific flaws to get him in the place where we wanted him to go because we were like well logically we need him to end up in ancient Greece and <laughs> we need him we needed him to have a presence of mind once he got there that was of like a specific mindset so we then came up with these flaws and that was like okay well he has to have some sort of growth or we we at least we like to have our characters have growth so we're like you know from these flaws clearly he's got to improve which means he's going to end up like this and how is he going to end up like this mm -hmm. which I think is how we ended up kind of thinking about theme a little yeah before we started which is unusual for us but <laughs> Although I think that might be because it's based on historical events. He had to fit into certain events, yes. which required like certain characteristics. Yes, he couldn't yeah. have any random character. Like not that other characters are random, but <laughs> it needed a more specific character archetype to be able to fit in with the plot. I once heard or read about someone's process of developing characters. They kind of like came up with some specific attributes that they really wanted and then in their mind they basically did like auditions <laughs> <laughs> it 
character would like walk in and, you know, they nearly fit the bill. They had, you know, I don't know, maybe they were stubborn enough and maybe they had a certain way of talking or walking. I don't <laughs> it just right. <laughs> I'm just imagining when my character's like, mm, Levi doesn't walk right, doesn't fit the bill. Sorry, you're right. Like, no, sorry. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Don't like your gait. Until they landed on the, the right character, um, which I thought was an interesting way. But in some ways, we, we did sort of do that with, with Simon. We did. We did. So I thought that was interesting. Anyways, um, moving on to the next question. Yes. How do we feel about the notion that a novel should only have one main theme? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think theme is, as I've said, it's quite complex. And I also think it's fairly subjective to your readers. And I think different readers will get different messages out of your books. Well, like I know even as a, at different ages, when I read the same books over again, I get something different out of them. So I think inherently your novel is going to end up with more than one theme just because people are different and they take different messages from your book. And even if you only have one main theme, I guess some readers might interpret that theme differently. Yeah. So I don't know what that means, but okay. So I'm going all over the place with this answer. (laughs) It's okay. I guess for clarity purposes of your novel, you should probably have one obvious theme, but there's probably going to be lots and lots of sub themes and minor themes that are in your book. And I guess it's up to your readers, which ones that they interpret or take the most weight from. I'm going to go with that. (laughs) What do you think, Sarah? So I just want to rewind a little bit to about what a theme is again. So at its core, like you can, you can look it up in a dictionary and it gives you several different meanings for theme but at its core when you when you look at it it basically is the interpretation of a thing a work of art um, a book and an event and because as Ashley said each person interprets things differently based on his or her experiences one person is never going to see the same theme in exactly the same way as another and that's okay But in saying that a main theme does often emerge as the reader is going out of their own experience and into the experience of your character. So, which is why character is often central to the theme of the book, because the theme is developed through their eyes, whether you're writing in third person or first person, it's still through the perspective of your character. And so that is going to bring up specific things in their life which is going to be the focus and the theme of the book, right? So mostly if you have managed to create a strong character arc, the readers will come to probably a similar conclusion about what the theme is. But I think it's interesting the diversity of themes that can be derived from one work. And I believe that it only adds to it if there are multiple layers and themes to the book. So Ashley mentioned before that you know, you could look at our teen series as having an overall arching theme of good versus evil, um, which is very simplified. And the books each have their own theme. I'm just going to go into what I view the themes of each book is. <laughs> go for it. Um, so for When the Rain Falls, our first book, I would say that finding courage in the face of adversity is probably the major theme for that one for all the characters. I would agree. And for the next book, The Price of Pandemonium, it kind of boils down to together we stand, divided we fall. So they need to learn to sort of rely on each other. And when they don't, it all goes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And then for Darkness Set Us Free, there is a very strong theme of overcoming guilt and seeking redemption. And these add to what Ashley kind of viewed as the primary theme of good versus evil you know they're all in some way related to that but you can also break the books themselves down in a similar way depending on how you see the threads of the story weave together there can be many and no doubt others might see different themes in our books that we haven't even thought about yeah so 
I do think, you know, you, you're going to get those main ones emerge, which is why, you know, when you're studying high school English, they're like, what is the theme of the story? And everyone's taught like, you know, there's this specific theme and this specific theme, and this is how they portray it. But, you know, if you were to go way off the page, they have to cope with that because it's your interpretation. <laughs> as long as you explain yourself thoroughly, there's no reason why you can't come up with an entirely different theme and still get good marks, guys, if you're studying high school English at the moment. <laughs> I miss those simplistic days in high school Me too. English, where they've just told you the theme. <laughs> exactly. Like, the theme is blah. The theme is The theme this. is overcoming hardship. How does character influence the theme? <laughs> oh, well, I, I got this. Yeah. So that's kind of my view about having different themes in the same book. You know, obviously, even though your readers are all trying to view it from the same perspective of the character, they still do bring their own experiences and their own background to it. So as I said, you're never going to get one straight answer, but you might get like a similar answer, which is not necessarily the same one. I definitely agree. Lots of, there's nothing wrong with having multiple themes. Although I guess it might be a problem if you have multiple, like in one book, multiple really main themes that are competing, which could be a bit heavy too much, you know, as a reader. I think where it becomes a problem is more if you're you're having like multiple conflicting themes, you have to consider whether your characters are conflicting themselves. I think if your character is... You know, like if you haven't developed your character properly and you don't have that arc that sort of goes that one way, then sometimes you can end up with these conflicting themes and conflicting thoughts for the character too. And I think there's something to be said about, so the protagonist usually is on an arc and then the antagonist is usually, they usually start off in a similar place and then end up making like a bad decision and going the opposite way. And so when you think about it like that, even though they're on diverging pathways, it should like combine to give sort of that one solid theme by displaying this is what happens when you don't do that. And this is what happens when you do do this. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But if you hadn't developed your motives for your antagonist, sort of in alignment with your, the goals of your protagonist, then that could also be a conflicting, conflicting Mm -hmm. issue. Lots of things to consider. (laughs) There is a lot of character driven kind of stuff within theme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings us very nicely to our next question, (laughs) which was how do you use plot character? I have setting as well, but we did talk about setting last time. So if you want to hear about our thoughts on setting and theme, you can just check out our other main episode. I think it's episode 28, isn't it? Yes, Yes. 28, because otherwise there's way too much to talk about (laughs) when you're talking about theme. Yeah. So how how do you use plot character to convey your theme? And what kind of techniques do you or do we prefer to showcase theme? What do you reckon, Sarah? Obviously, as I've just said, character is a huge one. Well, it's my favorite (laughs) one too, so... But there are different ways to convey theme as well. And because I feel like when you do your first draft, a lot of the theme that comes out of your first draft is developed by character. When I'm wanting to enhance the theme, I often look at other things aside from character because those are usually the things that you haven't developed or haven't emphasized as much as what you could. And they're also the things that probably aren't going to make it feel like you're overdoing it if that makes any sense (laughs) yes so sometimes I use like symbols or motifs or even specific colors if I can work them in naturally to the story and so I guess you could say that I like to work theme in through the setting and the character's interaction with the setting as well I feel like you have to be careful with dialogue but it does help to show developmentally where a character is at the beginning versus where they are at the end. And I read a book on story structure. I feel like it was Save the Cat Rats novel, the novel version of it, (laughs) or something like that. I can't can't remember. remember. The cat one. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was that one. It talked about every book having a hidden statement of theme wasn't quite sure what to think of this and I don't know that it's explicitly stated in every book but so it kind of said that the theme would be stated within the first few chapters 
usually not by the protagonist. It would usually be someone else who's already learned the lesson that the character needs to go through. And I was kind of like, well, how does that relate to ours? Because we've got multiple protagonists, really. Like, there's not really one that's more important than the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I was doing the edits, I did actually find, especially in Darkness Set Us Free, that we had actually done this unknowingly. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Completely by accident. So I mentioned that Darkness Set Us Free is about overcoming guilt. And our statement of theme comes at the end of the second chapter, and I thought I might read it to you. And the chapter is from Grace's perspective. So here we go. Give her your jacket, Lizzie said again to Levi. I don't want it, I said, crying. Levi wrapped his jacket tightly around me. I struggled but was too weak to offer up much resistance. I'm a monster. Please, let me suffer. Lizzie looked critically at me. We've all done things we're not proud of. If you're a monster, then so are we. That's fair, no. Yeah, so that was our statement of theme. In this statement, Lizzie was referring to a number of past events, but it actually foreshadows the future events for the entire book when Lizzie says, (laughs) if you're a monster, then so are we. (laughs) It does, it does. Yeah, so. That's quite funny. um, Yeah, I hadn't even realized that until later. So maybe there's something to it. Now I'm going to want to go back and look at the first two (laughs) because I'm not sure. (laughs) Anyways, how do you think we, what techniques do you prefer to showcase theme? I'm just like you. I love character and I feel like character highlights theme the best. And when character arcs and character changes occur, I feel like if you're a good writer, those should hopefully reflect uh, the overarching theme of your book. And as Sarah said, we did this purposefully in our ancient Greek novel. What she uh, kind of didn't fully mention was Mm -hmm. that we have two characters with very similar arcs, but then they do make different decisions in the end. So hopefully that will come through as, uh, I guess, contrast to each other and highlight our theme a bit more and bring that kind of to the forefront. Hopefully. We will see. We are not up to that part in our book yet. (laughs) It should be interesting to see whether it works out as we intended because I think Mm. the character that you're writing, he's a bit more of an interesting character than either of us realized, I I feel. He's a bit deeper than what we anticipated, which is good. But it may not necessarily come across in the way that we thought it was going to. So we'll see. We'll find out how that goes. (laughs) I guess if we continue on this kind of vein, plot is obviously required to literally make your story go forward and also to set up all of the scenes for your characters. Um, I've written to shine, but also to make mistakes or fail, which helps convey your themes. And so therefore plot is going to obviously be quite tightly linked to theme because without your plot there's no story and you have no way for your wonderful characters to be the spotlight so I think while character is really important to well I personally think we use character most to show our themes uh having a very well-structured plot which allows your characters to display it is also quite important. If nothing Um, happened, there's no theme, guys. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and even, um, which we came across recently where Sarah commented on one of my chapters that uh, this decision that the characters made doesn't seem like it's confusing and doesn't seem quite right. And then I was like, well, I feel like the characters haven't interacted enough. So it kind of felt unnatural in the first place. I was kind of like, well, that kind of relates to plot because we obviously missed some (laughs) key plot events that would help link this important scene together. So I think once, you know, you have your characters going through their changes and displaying your theme, but sometimes in your edits you're going to have to go back and fix plot aspects to make it more uh pack more of a punch I guess yeah and so the next point I had kind of you kind of mentioned it before but I thought I just we can talk about it a little bit more so uh when I was doing research for this episode I found a post uh, by Margaret Atwood um, about theme and she listed three ways to convey theme or create theme in your writing so number one was put characters in conflict with each other which is obvious and we've kind of talked about this a little bit two was to reinforce theme with motifs which Sarah briefly mentioned and three was to represent theme with symbols 
So just thought we could maybe talk a little bit more about these three techniques or some of them if we want and share what our experiences are with using them or if we use them at all. So as I said, motifs and symbols I quite like. Definitely we use the weather a lot, which is <laughs> a little bit cliche in some ways. I feel a bit like ashamed to admit how much we use the weather. Hilariously though, it was intentional as well. Like as teenagers, we intentionally decided that it was going to be a motif in our book. Almost to the point where sometimes I've had scenes where I've had it like conversely sunny, like a lot, because (laughs) I'm like, there's too much rain. (laughs) The book is called When the Rain Falls. Well, the first one. Even in the next (laughs) one, so there's still a lot of rain. And I was like, it's a different season now. (laughs) But, you know, still... Even when it is not raining, we still use the weather. Like I think in that particular chapter that I'm remembering, I used the sun as being like really harsh and really bright when they kind of wanted to hide. So, you know, you can use weather in different ways. But I was trying to think of like different things that we've used. And off the top of my head, it's really hard because I know there's lots of them. But they're kind of buried quite deep into the chapters. And a lot of them are like specifically related to like an event or a character, um, not necessarily the overall theme of the book. So I was like, oh. Yeah. But I could say that one of them was a black cat crops up quite a bit in the second book. (laughs) And we actually named him Mr. Tibbles. (laughs) We did name him. Not that the characters know his name. I guess you could say that it's significant of their bad luck. And Levi even mentions at one point that he thinks it's an omen. I think it's Levi. <laughs> Levi or Lizzie. It sounds like it would be <laughs> Levi. That's like something he would say. But I think Mr. So. Tibbles has a deeper meaning than just being bad <laughs> luck. I feel like the way he keeps coming back is that he's quite resilient, kind of like our characters. <laughs> I feel like he's like a friend in the hour of need or something. I don't know, but he's just, he feels important somehow. (laughs) There's something that can be taken from it, but I'm not quite (laughs) sure what it is. (laughs) Um, He's there. But also elements uh, often used to describe our characters, I realized when I was thinking about it. So it feels a bit Captain (laughs) Planety now I think about it, but it is very true. Uh, For Grace, it's water. She finds it calming. Obviously, (laughs) That's true. It also symbolizes her constant battle to keep afloat and how when she's really depressed, she almost wants to like stay under the water. Yeah. And it could also symbolize a sort of rebirth for her in the third book, I feel. Yep. I can see that. So I feel like water is quite a strong theme for Grace. (laughs) Um, For Lizzie, she's opposite to Grace. And so obviously it's going to be fire. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i will not argue with that in the second book she ends up with some pretty bad burns not gonna say how (laughs) but it is probably symbolic of her internal fiery traits um causing damage (laughs) i'm still trying to get past the captain planet thing that i know i'm really sorry (laughs) and i was gonna say like i'm next so i'm not sure i'd relate dylan and levi to earth and air (laughs) Or when, <laughs> as it is in Captain Planet, I do believe. I could probably link Dylan to Hart. I was going to link Jess to Hart, actually. I've briefly forgot about her. <laughs> like, Who's Jess? <laughs> I briefly forgot about yeah. her. Sorry, I, was, I was trying to think. I was like, well, Levi may be Earth, but then Dylan's kind of an earthy type too. Neither of them are really wind. <laughs> Dylan climbs a tree that one time. It's kind of windy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go Hart for Jess, I reckon. <laughs> oh, she could be wind though. I was just thinking about the end of Price Pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? All I know is that Grace is definitely water. Lizzie's definitely fire. Definitely. The rest are kind of up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Captain Planet. He is a hero. This makes me so happy. It's <laughs> great. Anyways, um <laughs> what do you think about the techniques that Margaret Atwood talked about uh i think they're all very valid ways of uh, conveying theme you pretty much did a good overview of how we've used them and i also struggle to think of specific examples off the top of my head because as you said a lot of our especially the symbols mm. are super character dependent i was thinking about jess's necklace yes. 
Grace's diary. Yeah. Probably. But yeah, there's there's definitely symbols in there. But I can't really say what they mean because that will give away yeah, lots no, of right, right. So you're just going to be left with necklace, diary. Captain Planet. <laughs> Captain Planet. As for our ancient Greece book, that one's a wait and see. Yeah. I have no idea I if I'll put any symbols in there. No. When we do our edits, maybe we'll come across some mm. some symbols. I'm like, aha, I've done it. But yeah, one more one more point, which I kind of vibe with a little bit from um, our first edits. But anyway, so when I was researching and writing up the show notes for this episode, I found a common statement. So it was the notion that if you apply too much force or attention to your theme, and some people claimed any force at all, you end up with a story that is too air quotes preachy what do we think about this and is it possible to have too much theme (laughs) this was a problem for us I think when we were editing out our books from when we were teenagers we did a lot of monologues (laughs) like so many monologues of characters where they're like preaching their thoughts to the world (laughs) and I remember both of us saying at different points we're like this is way too preachy (laughs) Need to cut it back a lot. And I think this was our attempt to try and purposefully convey theme, but the theme was already there and it didn't need that much reinforcement. So often I just toned it back a little bit. I think, you know, two paragraphs of dialogue for one character is probably a bit too much anyways. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what... I, so I think you can have too much, too much theme if you try, I think, too hard to convey it. It should, I think, come more naturally. And yeah, you can use your edits to polish it a little bit, bring it out a little bit more if it's a bit too obscure or hidden. But I don't think you need to, you know, make your writing or your characters preach the theme too much. It should be obvious through your story anyways, hopefully. What do you think, Sarah? So, well, I was just thinking about what you said and I would say that it was a combined thing of trying too hard as you said mm-hmm. to, to bring it out but also where we were at ourselves developmentally um yes. <laughs> you know teenagers and their monologues <laughs> it's all about them very true no <laughs> we didn't think it was all about us but it you know when when you hear about like the I guess the um stereotypical sort of thoughts of teenagers yeah having everything focused on them and being very egotistical in their manner and then you think about the monologues that we wrote. It's like, hmm, <laughs> maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Possibly, possibly. But it's definitely something to watch out for. Yeah. I think how preachy it sounds actually depends a lot on your character. And often it happens with dialogue or direct thoughts from your character when it's overdone. And if it's out of their usual character to overthink things, and then they suddenly start pondering the meaning of the universe then it's going to seem really weird and out of place. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If your character's more introspective, you might be able to get away with a little bit more, but I would be careful. I think if you must have your character state a message, then you have to slide it in so that it's natural and definitely don't put it in a what can we learn from this situation kind of way. (laughs) (laughs) To show character change, you do have to do it Um, not only through words but through actions so for example in one of Levi's chapters in the second book in Price of Pandemonium there's a bunch of people drinking and he half-heartedly tries to join in but then he doesn't derive any sort of pleasure from it because he's miles away from the carefree person he used to be and he has other responsibilities now so I think that was quite effective in showing how far Levi had come since (laughs) the first the very first start like the start of the first yeah yeah and so amusingly you're talking about chapter one as well right of the first book yeah yeah that was like written afterwards as well which probably helped it kind of link a bit yeah but even even in the old version I think you know he still came across as very carefree didn't want any mm-hmm. responsibilities yeah. kind of person. And then you get like deeper into the second book and he's like, no, this is not who I am anymore. <laughs> no. And like he, he doesn't realize it necessarily in that way himself, but you can kind of tell by the way he reacts to the situation that, yeah, yeah, 
it's he's different he's changed a lot (laughs) yeah 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 so you know you can do that kind of thing where you have other characters reflect change in your character which I think is a good way of showing their change yeah but yeah if you must have your characters say something I'd make it an observation and not an opinion and by that I mean their thinking has already changed it so it's natural for your characters to think this way so why would they bring extra weight to what they're saying by making a gigantic speech and song and dance about it (laughs) (laughs) like they're not gonna do that that's just normal for them now they're like oh yeah they probably don't even realize how much they've changed themselves so they're not gonna like be like well (laughs) I have discovered since (laughs) I have been on this long journey that it is futile to want lots of money and (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm talking about you don't just state that kind of thing it's more through actions where it's like I'll help you out do you want me to you know give you this rather than being like no you can't have that it's mine (laughs) I don't know (laughs) that's my opinion anyways I, I agree I agree there's more subtle ways to get your points across than having to have them do some giant monologue it goes on and on and on yeah like my examples (laughs) (laughs) was there anything else you wanted to add no I really feel like theme is one of those things that I could just go on and on about and if you want to read a little bit more I did actually write a blog post on it at one point quite a long time ago so you probably have to go back in our blog quite a bit (laughs) under our site if you search the word theme i think it should come up there's a picture of some sort of fire display because i related theme to being like bringing fire to your books Mm. because i do believe it brings life definitely hopefully we've shown that through our discussion as well yeah so shall we move on to mistakes of the month sounds like a good idea should i go first yeah you can go first okay Alrighty. So I have a few this month. Most of them are from the Ancient Greece book we're writing, but I do have one at the end. It's from one of the ones our beta reader picked up on, which is quite amusing. But we'll start with the Ancient Greece book ones. So the first one is A stronger gust of wind billowed through the window, tossing Leontiades' hair around his face, raising the arms on his hairs. And just imagine all these <laughs> tiny little arms, like, <laughs> I know. I know. And I was like, oh no, that's not right. <laughs> so that was quite good. And the next one is, oh, Greek word. Here we go. The bulletarian, wouldn't go with that, uh, was buzzed with incessant chatter instead of just buzzed. But I thought it was quite funny because it makes it sound like it's on some sort of like high. <laughs> I'm just going to clarify this one. The bull, the, uh, <laughs> the bulletarian is kind of how I think of it, but I think it's. I don't know, similar. I have no idea. Was buzzed with incessant chatter instead of the boletarian buzzed with incessant chatter. Yes. Right? When I yes. read that, I was like, yes. what is wrong with that sentence? And then and like, you said it, buzzed. and I was like, was buzzed. Ah. <laughs> was buzzed. So for my next one, I don't actually know how this one happened, but I like it nonetheless. <laughs> so it goes, he was visibly shaken, face apple. <laughs> instead of he was visibly shaken, face pale i don't know how apple happened but it did and it makes me really happy (laughs) (laughs) that is the best typo face apple i guess it must be a combination of mistyping and autocorrect (laughs) yeah or you like went to type pale hit it the wrong way round, and then hit like p too long (laughs) (laughs) face apple (laughs) i don't know so good it was great so this last one is one of the ones that the beta reader picked up on and i honestly don't know how we didn't pick up on it <laughs> yeah but... this one's great <laughs> here we go here she said holding up a heavy black vest with a regulator dangling from the top we need the tanks too i said these things jennifer asked somewhere to my left i found my way towards her she pointed to a heavy black vest with the regulator <laughs> dangling from the top <laughs> don't know how that happened <laughs> What I love about it is in the actual book as well, Dylan's next comment is, yeah, those are them. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got two sets of vests and no tanks. 
Yeah, those all do. Two sets of heavy black vests with regulators. <laughs> I don't know. It, it looks like a copy-paste error because it's exactly the same. From Yeah, must be copy-paste and then someone just forgot to describe the tanks that they find. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Excellent. So thank you to my lovely beta reader for picking up on that mistake. <laughs> All right, Sarah, did you have um, some mistakes from this month? I had a couple. I actually have been struggling to find funny ones, if that makes sense. Sometimes I'll miss a word or something and I'll be like, oh, it's not good enough to include because it's just not exciting. But may, we'll probably find heaps more in the edits. But for now, I just have two. Either that, I'm getting much yeah. better at like editing as I go. I don't know. But these ones kind of made me laugh. Her stomach flipped uneasily. What if that were true? Again, with the exclamation mark instead of the question mark, which I did last time as well. I love punctuation errors. And then the next one was, <laughs> Pater, Androclitus is waiting in the courtyard, she said, before her dark eyes settled on Simon's. Simonides, I didn't see you there, she said softly, tilting her chin up to look at him. But Simon's sitting down, which makes me think of... <laughs> this character Alexis as being strangely tiny because she's just come into the room and she's standing but she's looking up at Simon who's sitting so oh, <laughs> when I realized like, that I was like mm, yeah <laughs> that has to change also I don't like the fact that I have an adverb she said softly <laughs> yep yep <laughs> so that needs to change relates to our last episode there's too many she says in that one because she just spoke before, so she probably That's doesn't funny. need that she said again. Multiple things wrong with that sentence. Or sentences. I actually, you'll find this funny. So I was like reading back my chapter that I've been working on, and I realized that I had been calling Leontiades Ismenius for the first <laughs> whole page. <laughs> <laughs> the whole page I didn't notice and then suddenly it just switches to Leontiades and I was reading it's like as many as as many as wait a second what happened it's the wrong character oh that's funny that was quite good I started spelling as many as his name wrong I started putting like a I-U-S as many as is that because of the ri- the river possibly because <laughs> I think that's spelled I-U-S is it Apollo as many as spelled I-U-S or is it I-A-S I-U-S or O-S. It's not O-S. the same as R as many as. It's slightly different spelling. Who knows, though, because they all change the spelling yeah. of things as well. So then you're never sure what things actually spell like. Well, we can just change the spelling so we don't confuse people. Well, that's going to confuse people anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably round this off. Yes, we should. So there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section, as usual. <laughs> I guess, you know, just... Authors tend to be introverts, so I understand if it's scary to come on. You know, we've had some of our other interviewees on our Author Spotlight episodes sort of mention how nervous they were, and most of them feel a lot more comfortable once they get on the show and we start talking. So I highly encourage you to come on and chat to us because we're not too scary. (laughs) No, we're really nice. We're very friendly. Probably just as nervous as you. Because we're also yes. introverts, so we understand. We do. But yes, so if you would like to come on, then please visit our website at lindersoncreations.com and go to the podcast section under the main menu and you'll see the drop down for Be Featured on Dear Writer. And it'll give you a few questions to fill out. So next time on Dear Writer, it's our next Culturing Creativity episode where we talk about decluttering and how organization can help our creativity yeah that should be quite an interesting discussion very and if you'd like to know more about us and any of our writing projects you can visit us at our website lindersoncreations.com or contact us on facebook or instagram which is also under the linderson creations handle if you enjoyed the show please rate and review us on apple podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice you can also tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week Happy writing, everyone.